Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. It's been a little while, it's been a couple of days, um, and I am going to be putting out this race report from some time trialing, some racing that I did this past weekend. And um, so a little bit different of a weekend because, as I said, the races were time trials. So for many folks, just to kind of do a little bit of a dive here into cycling, into the cycling world so that you can understand the context of, of this episode of my race report, typically what you see when you're watching cycling racing are what are called like mass start races. So there are several people that are starting the race at the same time, and then there's different formats for that particular race, they can be criteriums or they can be traditional road races, but you guys get the point. There's a lot of people starting at one time. Well, with time trialing, it is just you going off by yourself and there are time intervals between one rider and the next. So for example, on Saturday for my individual time trial, which is just one person going off at a time, there were 30 seconds in between each rider. So they would send a rider off and then 30 seconds later, they would send another rider off and you guys do the same exact course. In this case, it was 40 kilometers, which is 25 miles. And you know, you, you start, you stop the person with the lowest time wins. You cannot, uh, if you catch somebody else, you cannot work with that person. I mean, you are literally on your own. You've got to do the riding, all of it, like on your own, under your own power, no drafting or anything like that for the team time trial, which was on Sunday, it was the same distance. It was 40 kilometers, but here you were able to line up four guys on a team and you can use your teammates. You can draft off of your teammates. So the way that you do it is the riders are in, in a straight line and the first guy's taking on the win because he's at the front and then everybody else is tucked in behind and, you know, sheltered from the wind and then y'all are just rotating through and there were two minute intervals between one team and the next. And it's the same idea of you do the time trial, start, stop the team with the lowest time wins. However, in the team time trial, there's a little bit of a caveat. You've got four members on a team and your time is taken when the third rider on your team crosses the line. So, you know, two guys cross when that third guy crosses, that's when the clock stops. So traditionally, I mean, you want to, you want to end with three riders together, right? Um, you want to try and keep everybody together. And I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second, but first let's talk about Saturday. So, well, let, let me, let me go back. I'm not ashamed to say I've been working extremely hard for like, I had worked extremely hard for this past weekend. Um, I had been so Time trial bikes and road bikes are different. They are literally two different bikes in my garage. So the road bike is what lots of you folks are used to seeing out on the road with the traditional handlebars and the traditional setup and all that great stuff. And then a time trial bike is different. The, the biggest difference that you can see is in the handlebars in the front part of the setup where your hands go. It looks a lot different on a time trial bike because what you're trying to do the time trial is, it's about going fast. It's about having the highest 
speed average, hence the lowest time for whatever course it is that you're doing. So the setup at the on the front is set up to allow you to be lower and more aerodynamic so that you're cutting through the wind quicker. And there's a bunch of like you know, equipment that we geek out on. There was a special helmet that I had on that was not my traditional road helmet. So it doesn't have any vents and it's kind of like pointed in the back. So the wind goes straight over me. You know, traditionally we'll wear shoe covers so that, you know, our shoes aren't even catching any wind. And so we're covering our feet. Um, we're wearing special kinds of like suits. So like skin suits, um, just over your traditional like Jersey and shorts. But, uh, and then one of the other, it kind of more individual, invisible differences that you can't see with a road bike versus a time trial bike is the time trial bike is set up the geometry on the tubing, which you wouldn't be able to know unless you're measuring it is made to allow you to use your bigger muscle groups and allow you to kind of sit in a more aggressive position so that you can go faster. So you can, you know, propel the bike forward faster using muscle groups that are, um, better at doing a lot of heavy lifting. Now, that being said, what I intended to do with my coach, which who I've got to give a huge shout out to, um, for helping get me ready for this thing is we like riding the road bike and riding the time trial bike. They're different because they're different bikes. So I intentionally put a lot of time and effort into riding my time trial bike. I rode my time trial bike a lot. I put in lots of hours on it. I put in lots of miles on it. I did workouts on it. I just, I, I got to the point where I was very comfortable on the bike. And that's a huge part of the game in time trialing because for many of us, and I, I've been there, you don't ride the bike enough. You don't put in enough time on the bike. And so therefore, when you get it, and if you've ridden it maybe a couple times before, and then you race it, those different muscles that are being stressed when you're in that position, they're not as used to being stressed and they're a little bit weaker and they fatigue you know, more quickly and it makes a difference. And so I had put in, just going back to the beginning of this journey, like this was something that I wanted to do this was an event that I had kind of circled on my calendar as being a big deal. And I wanted to make sure that I could do my absolute best in that event. And part of that was the preparation to ride that bike. So, you know, in my training, it was specific to, uh, you know, to riding this bike and getting myself ready for that. So, all right, now jumping into Sunday, like I said, individual time trial, uh, guys, 30 seconds apart, 25 or 40 kilometers, 25 miles and grip it and rip it. It was interesting that the time trial took place down in, uh, in Houston or just east uh, of Houston in this small town called Hempstead. And uh, the weather was, we didn't really know. I mean, we could have done it in rain. We could have not had rain. We could have had some storms. We could have not had some storms. Well, I, for us, for, for my field, for the Pro 1-2 field, I think we got somewhere in the middle. It wasn't raining. It was super humid, however. I want to say the humidity was probably as close to 100% as it could get, 100% being rain. Um, and then it was super windy because the atmosphere was kind of turbulent and it looked like at any point the heavens could open up and some rain could come down. So it was very, very gusty, very, very windy. Now, this was an out and back course. So you went out for 20 kilometers and then you turn around and you came back for 20 kilometers. So on the way out, really stiff. Uh, it was a cross headwind. It wasn't a straight headwind, but it was a cross headwind. It was, or, or head cross. I want to say it was more of a headwind than a crosswind. So on the way out, you're just suffering like a dog. You're not 
going very fast, uh, and then you turn around and then you get a tailwind and you're ripping. But the thing about time trialing is you want to be as close to your limit as possible for, for the entire thing. So it's not like you take it easy on the way out or take it easy on the way back. I mean, the conditions are irrelevant. You are looking at your data and you're trying to squeeze as much out on the way out and squeeze as much out on the way back to get the fastest time, to get the lowest time you can. So we had set, my coach and I had set a parameter to do the time trial based on heart rate data, not based on power data. A couple of reasons for that. Number one, my power meter had had been in the shop uh, because it wasn't working, so I had to send it back to Canada. So I didn't have I didn't have power data for uh, for a couple weeks leading up to this thing. That was the first thing, um, and so we just decided, you know what? Let's just go with let's just go with heart rate data, and we determined a number where it was like, all right, let let's get ourselves to this right. So I set off. I feel like I did a great job being conservative the first, you know, three to five minutes where, you know, the tendency is going to be to go really hard because there's a heart rate lag. So it's like you come off the ramp and your heart rate isn't where it needs to be yet. But if you try to get your heart rate to that number as quick as possible, you're probably going to go over in terms of your power, which I wasn't looking at. And then once you realize you've made that mistake, I mean, you can't get that time back and you can't get that effort back. So I feel like I did a pretty good job of, really good job of just being conservative and just allowing my heart rate to slowly get to where it needed to be. And then boom, I set the cruise control and I'm like, okay, that's where it is. And so I'm hustling on the way out there, giving my best effort, paying attention to the position, telling myself all my cues to kind of stay in the arrow position and kind of cheat that wind and cut through that wind as best as possible. And I want to say probably like 11 or 12 kilometers into this thing, I started seeing my heart rate go above what we wanted the number to be. Now, I'm talking 11 kilometers into 40 kilometers. I'm talking about not even being at the turnaround yet, having quite a bit of time left. And when I first saw it, I just, I kept riding and I thought to myself, I, I started mentally processing, okay, Mario, you need to bring that number down. That number needs to come down. You need to bring that number down. And I just kept riding, had a nice cadence going. I felt fine. And then I would look down and I would see that that number kind of wasn't, it was still above. And so I said, all right, you know, bring it down. And, I, and every time I kept looking, I, I couldn't bring it down, but I didn't feel terrible. So at this point, I made what I feel was a critical decision for me in this time trial. And I told myself, well, if you're feeling okay at that number and it's not too terribly over the range that you wanted to hit, let's, let's go. Let's go for it. You're there. You feel okay. I know the number is telling you that you're above what you and your coach had talked about, but let's give this a rip. Let's see what happens. And so I started kind of ignoring the number and and I saw that it was over and I was okay with that. And I wasn't necessarily thinking about bringing it down and where it needed to be. I just, I, I, I tuned into my body and I said, is the cadence okay? Yes. Is the position feeling solid? Yes. Are you doing all right? Yes. Okay. Well, keep going regardless of what that number says. And I did. And then I got to the turnaround and by the time I got to a turnaround and I turned around now, I'm, I'm tailwind section coming back in and 
now I was about five beats over what I wanted that number to be. So, you know, with cardiac drift and the effort wearing on me a little bit, I'm now I'm now I'm a little bit further away from where I needed to be. Whereas before it really was only one to two, three, you know, three beats. Now I'm looking at five and I've got 20 kilometers left to go. And here's where I adjusted my sights again and, you know, did some self-talk and said, Hey, do you want to give this a run? Are you serious about all of the training that you've done? Are you serious about all of the preparation that you've done and your belief that you can have a really good, strong ride today? And my answer to myself at that point was like, absolutely, 100%, let's go. And so when I was five beats over, I said, hey, you know what? Let's keep rolling. Let, let's go. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Keep going. And y'all, if I can tell you that uh, I kept riding, Again, cadence was doing all right. Position was okay. I'm starting to get a little bit fatigued. The head is starting to, you know, kind of move around a little bit. I'm having, I'm having thoughts, right? I'm like, oh, is this, you know, when is this going to be over? When is this going to end, right? Can I continue to do this? Like, I'm having those thoughts that everybody has when we're competing and doing our absolute best. I mean, we have these thoughts of, am I capable of this? And I kept yeah, Mario, you're capable. Or if you're not capable, here's the thing. I had those thoughts and I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it was all rainbows and unicorns. I had those thoughts, but can I tell you what else I did? When I had those thoughts, if I couldn't get rid of the doubt in that moment, because there were moments where it was like, yeah, man, you could totally do this, man. You could totally just keep going. You're doing a great job, you know, ride on. And then there were moments where it was like, you know, it, this is hurting really, really bad. I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. That's just real talk, by the way. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I was able to get myself out of the hole every time. But here's what I did on the tail end of that second statement there where I said, I didn't know. I said, guess what, Mario? You're going to find out. You're going to find out because I'm not going to let you push any less than you're doing right now. I want you to keep this effort exactly where it is and we're either going to crash and burn and this is going to be catastrophic from here to the end, or you're going to do something pretty special. Th- that was my thought. I wasn't, I wasn't afraid of it. I-, I wasn't afraid of blowing up. I wasn't afraid of having to get off my bike and walk the darn thing. I wasn't afraid. I didn't care. I wasn't scared. Irrelevant of what everybody else was doing. I didn't care. It was about myself. And little by little, that heart rate is creeping up and up and up. I mean, I'm just flashing back to moments where it was like, now it's eight beats over what I want it to be. Now it's nine, now it's nine beats over what I want it to be. Ladies and gentlemen, I ended up the last couple of miles. I was 13 to 15 beats above what I wanted my heart rate to be when I first set out with my plan. Now I know that there's cardiac drift involved where your heart rate goes up with the effort and that's on, you know, that you you can't stop that from happening. It's like, I wasn't going to keep the same heart rate from, you know, 10 minutes in to 50 minutes in. I, I get that. But 13 to 15 beats is a lot. And can I tell you that it was actually, I got really close to, I got within five beats of like my maximum heart rate that I see when I'm like sprinting all out. So I, I, but that's, that's what it took. That's what I needed to do to myself. Now, interestingly enough, 
So I cross the line, I, I emptied the tank completely and I cross the line and I hit the lap button on my Garmin and I see my time and my heart kind of dropped. I saw like a 54, 30 or something like that. So I, I can't remember exactly what time I did actually even right now. I think it was a 54, 20, I'm not sure. But last time I had done this time trial in 2016, I had done a 54 something as well. And so when I hit lap, I, I instantly was like, that was not a good ride. And this is the paradox of time trialing. That wasn't a good ride, Mario. You could have gone faster. Like you should have went faster. Like I was aiming to go way faster. My goal, my goal was to go way faster than that. And I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? But isn't it funny how quickly my focus changed? I was five beats away from my max heart rate coming into the finish. But then when I see my time, forget what my effort was. Look at my time. Forget the effort. Forget what kind of effort I put in. Look, at, look how slow that time was. And can I just say that that was my bad? I had to shake that off. Like I, almost, like I was having trouble pedaling my bike after that. Y'all, I couldn't bend over like to put my bike in the car. I mean, I barely cooled down. Like I was in such pain from that effort. And I had to shake it off. Now, thankfully, I mean, my time was good enough for third place. So it actually was a really good ride. I was 46 seconds away from, from winning. But it's funny how I forgot all about my effort when I saw my metric. And even if that time would have been just good enough for fifth place, sixth place, whatever place, what else was I going to have done? Like, what else could I have done? There, there's nothing else. That effort was pegged for me. And man, did I derive such great satisfaction from that effort. I mean, it... Oh, it just it, I was so satisfied with it. So there it was, the individual time trial. And uh, thankfully, I was able to walk away with a third place finish. Like I said, you know, shout out to, uh, to my coach, Christian Williams with the Williams Racing Academy. I mean, got me ready. He's, I've, I've been with him for so long now. I've been with him for almost 15 years. And uh, man, we, we put it together. And I was just as happy to share the, the success with him. Uh, as I was to, to share it obviously with myself, you know, personally. And, uh, so anyhow, this has been a long episode and I'm, uh, thank you guys for listening to the whole thing. I'm not going to do team time trial in this effort, in this episode, because, um, it's already, we're all, we're already almost at 20 minutes. I'll save the team time trial for tomorrow. You guys are going to want to listen to that one. Cause, uh, wow, it was another special day. It was another special day to wrap up what was a great weekend. Um, all right, y'all. Before I leave, though, I do want to give a plug for a company that sponsors me with a product, uh, Amp HP. They make PR lotion, which I had on my legs for this time trial. By the way, 40-kilometer time trial. My goodness, the, the biggest test of fitness slash mental just fortitude. It's a 40 kilometer time trial by yourself suffering. It's hard. There's nothing else like it in the sport of cycling, but, uh, I I knew it was going to be hard and, uh, I was all too grateful to, uh, to have some PR lotion on my legs to help me to just bust through and deal with the burning in my legs that I'm sure would have been even 
more if I wouldn't have had this product on. Really does work. I really do believe in it. They do sponsor me, but it wasn't before I was buying this stuff on my own, out of my own pocket. So I recommend you guys give it a try. Message me, find me on social media, whatever you want. If you have any questions pertaining to this, I'll throw you the discount code on here. It's utmost performance, all one word. Throw that in there for your discount to get you some. Um, I'm telling you, it works. You guys will be happy that uh, you took me up on it and that you guys tried it out for yourself. They're even giving out free samples. So if you want a free sample, hit me up and I can point you to the right direction to get you some of those. All right, y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Got to go train for the day. Take care.